Welcome to the Credibility Nation Show, the podcast that will help you to continually build and grow your credibility with your host, Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to people about who they are, what they do, essentially their credibility. And today's guest is a long-term friend, Mei Ling Fung, who is the co-founder of People-Centered Internet. She's a technology pioneer working to ensure that technology works for humanity as the next 3.9 billion people come online. May Lynn, great to see you again. It's nice to be with you, Mitchell. Thank you. Hey, so I, I know these terms are not 100% perfect, but what is your CPOP? What is the customer point of pain that you're dealing with? I think a lot of us are concerned about the direction of technology and the internet. And the customers that I'm going for are the ones who want to do something to make sure the internet fulfills its promise. I know, I mean, all of us, if you, if you watch almost any science fiction movie, many of them go in a bad direction. And technology, you and I were around when it was created, created and invented. Your, your, your co-host and your partner in your company, Vince Cerf, helped create this thing. And you got to see where it was going. And it's a little bit crazy. So tell me a little bit more. Where's your focus? What do you end up doing? Well, I think we have great potential for changing the direction. And um, it's something that I can see because I've been following it for a long time. I helped to invent um, customer relationship management back in the early 90s. And I watched in horror as it was used for all kinds of purposes that I never imagined. I just was very altruistic and idealistic and thought, is it going to be great to have businesses understand their customers better and build stronger relationships? I never imagined that the technology that I had helped to conceive of the statistics and the method, methods would be used, in fact, by middle managers to make sure they got their bonuses. And um, the most horrible instance was the Wells Fargo scandal, where CRM wow. technology was involved in really offering a very bad choice to employees, either do something illegal or lose your job. 7,000 employees were faced with that. And I did feel a sense of responsibility so I could imagine that this is going to happen to the internet. And in 2015, I went to Vince Cerf and uh, said, uh, we, you got to get back on your horse again about this because otherwise the internet is going to go places you don't like. And within a couple of years, things really started going. So we, we started preparing four years ago. I actually feel really comfortable with that answer and who you are. And even though it's a short period of time, it's extremely powerful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, and even within that, you've, you've answered the next question, but what gives you the credibility to do what you do? Um, well, I have a lot of confidence in where I'm coming from. Um, I went to MIT and I studied under the, um, two Nobel Prize winners, and the third would have gotten Nobel Prize if he'd lived long enough. Fisher Black, the inventor of the Black-Scholes options pricing model, was my professor, and um, I got A's in his class, which is actually very rare. Um, so I've really worked and studied and learned from the smartest people in the world, 
um, and I just have no intellectual handicap whatsoever about jumping in. And I really feel that as a woman and uh, in the US, a minority person who's in the minority, um, that it's a responsibility for me to speak up, to use my intellect, my voice, my heart, um, to really make sure that the world is a better place for future generations because not enough is happening. And it broke my heart to watch Greta Thunberg talk and say, how dare you do this to us? And as a mother, um, I want to respond. Yeah, I, and I've been part of uh, even some of the local events that you've, you've coordinated in Silicon Valley and, and they all have heart and they all have focus and they all help you uh, you, your events have aha moments left and right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think um, one example, just to, to say, you know, there's obvious ahas to come, but I spent a lot of this year writing a chapter about the digital home. And as I looked at where the digital home is today, it looks like a man cave. And that is a complete result of the, the exclusion of women from the VC ranks and the upper management ranks. So I can just see around the table, the kinds of tables I used to be around where the women would say, well, what about things that can help our children or our elders? Um, and then the men would roll their eyes. We get enough of that at home, so forget about it. And now we're in a place where technology isn't helping us in the home. In fact, the rate of suicides amongst teenagers is the highest it's ever been. How did we let ourselves get here? And mm. we must face the fact that the digital home needs to be a place that nurtures people, that allows us to flourish, where we can thrive together and care for each other. And somehow along the way in Silicon Valley, we lost the recipe. You know, I'm, thank you for saying that. And it, it really deeply hurts my heart to hear you say that. And I just want to say there's some good people and some good things and some good initiatives. Um, and it's certainly the world that I live in and the world that I want to help bring for future generations is one in which we really do care about the local community, which actually, by the way, the local village is now the world. Mm -hmm. So, Maylin, how do you share your credibility? How do you get out there? How do people learn about the stuff you're doing? And how do you, how do you make change happen? I think I began to realize the path that I'm on now when I first was invited by the World Economic Forum to participate in the Internet for All Steering Committee. Um, I went to Geneva. It was the first time I'd been to Switzerland. And I watched this complete communication chasm between the do-gooders, the you know, UN development people, the World Bank, the big NGOs, the Red Cross, Rockefeller, and the tech companies. The tech company people looked as though they'd rather have a root canal than be there because the kinds of conversations are all about, oh, we need to help people and why can't we get this done? And the tech people were like, well, what's the deadline? What needs to be done? What's the objective? And there was no way for them to get a grasp on it. And 
because I was able to see that gap, I called, I said, we need to do a gap map. What's the, what's the, what are the gaps that are stopping us from going where we all want to go? And um, then I slowly started to fill in all of those gaps over the last three years. So my, my path has been, how can we help the UN, the World Bank, the big foundations understand how to work with the tech companies and the tech, the people who are excited about technology, about the tools we can make with it, about how we can use it to actually create new things that have never existed before. How, how can we bring the goals of humanity closer to something that tech people can get a grasp on? I, I think our current kind of fixation on AI and machine learning uh, reminds me of this saying. <laughs> My friend Ian Johnson told it to me. If you torture the data long enough, it will confess. And <laughs> when we go to data and we just wanted to answer our questions in a way that confirms our biases, guess what? It will. I, I, think I the, agree. I the agree. book Weapons of Math Destruction is <laughs> really spot on the lack of understanding of mathematics and the axioms upon which it's based that need to be in place for us to reach the conclusion that equations give us. People don't understand if the axioms I, aren't I, in place, you can't draw those conclusions. I don't disagree. I love that. I, I just was curious. So do you, uh, just going back to the, the, that original question is, uh, do you spend a lot of time on social? Do you uh, speaking at events? Where is it that you're getting your brand out? How are people seeing it? Or is it, is it you're just in those high-level meetings with the right companies and the right players? I think that in the last year, I've really identified that young people need to be in the picture. I, I heard this phrase last week at the Internet Governance Forum. Nothing about us without us. And this is how the young people are feeling. So the way I get my brand out is actually to be uh, uh, an older person amongst young people. Uh, they are the digital natives. They are going to help us get into the future. But if we don't respect them and we don't listen to them, they'll reject us and anything we come up with. So for me, I don't see it as a thing about getting my brand out what I need to do is connect to those people who are going to shape to the future and they will get the brand out because I want them to get their brand out more than I want my brand out. What I want to make sure that they know is it's up to them. We can help, but it is their dreams that they must realize and act on. I hear you. So if you're a young generation, uh, recognizing that the typical household is a man cave. If you are middle or late generation, you sit on this planet and you're afraid of what technology is, is bringing forth, you're going to want to reach out to Maylin Fung. And she is on a path with the right people at the right places to help. Maylin, how best can people reach out to you? So we have a website called the People Centered net and it's the website of the people centered internet we have a monthly newsletter that you can sign up to 
We also have monthly sessions with Vince Surf, um, and you can join them as a community call. Um, we'll be publishing a calendar in January of what's going to be happening through the year. There are a number of different projects that we've got going, and uh, you can read about them at our website. Beautiful. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your credibility with us today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking, Mitchell. You're welcome. And for those watching, uh, please click the like button, share with your friends, and we'll see you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend it on the platform you're listening to. You can also get more information at credibilitynation.com. And feel free to see the latest update to the credibility research and get a free PDF copy of the book written on this research at aha.pub research.